Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, good morning and welcome to this next iced coffee date. So today I am going to talk about recovering from burnout. I feel like this is a really common theme on this account. I get a lot of questions about it. A lot of women me ask a lot of women asking me, "How did you recover from this low cortisol stuff?" Because when you find yourself in this low cortisol life, it really sucks. It is not fun. Like you are always tired. You're in a bad mood. You don't have motivation. You don't have energy to do what you want. Um, you start having like weird symptoms as far as your hormones go and your sleep and um, blood sugar issues. And it's just a really crappy time. Like I really feel like it was the bottom. <laughs> as far as like, you can't get any worse than here. Um, and the thing about cortisol, so real quick, quick lesson, cortisol is not a bad thing. <laughs> the issue here with cortisol, I mean, cortisol is great because cortisol is going to get us through a stressful situation. So say you get in a car accident or you have to give a speech in front of a bunch of people, you're gonna get a little bit of adrenaline, you're gonna have that cortisol peak. All of those things are good. Like if you were running from that lion in the woods, <laughs> you know, the bear, the lion, whatever animal you're running from, you need that cortisol, you need that energy, you need that adrenaline to get yourself out of that situation. But the issue here is in our everyday lives, we are just chronically stressed. And when that cortisol is chronically elevated, that's where we run into issues. And I think we hear about this like high cortisol all the time, but actually that high cortisol is actually gonna make you feel pretty good. And what I talk to our clients about is when they have hit this rock bottom as far as low cortisol goes, I asked them, was there a time in your life where you were kicking ass, taking names, doing all of the things? And a lot of them are like, yeah, I felt great. I was killing my workouts. I was meal prepping. I felt awesome. And that's high cortisol. High cortisol is lovely. Everything's wonderful. It's like, I don't want to say it's like you're, you know, jacked up on caffeine, but like you definitely have that like extra energy. You can do all the things. You're superwoman, um, and it's it's wonderful. And I remember that time in my life as well. <laughs> but the thing about high cortisol is that it eventually becomes low cortisol. So some people call it adrenal fatigue. Um, it's really more of like a signaling issue from your brain to your adrenals. But all you guys need to do know is that you just your body's done. Like it is, it is done. It is burnt out. It doesn't have all that amazing cortisol to give you anymore. And yeah, you feel really low and crappy. And I gained a bunch of weight during that period of time. Like quickly, over three months, I put on probably like 10 pounds. And I had you know maintained my weight for like a decade at that point. So it was, it was just, it seemed like out of nowhere, you know. Um, but um, I don't. You may have heard my story. I can give you the clip notes real quick, but there was a period of my life where I just put a lot of stress on myself. And honestly, I can tell you that it was coming. It wasn't just like this little period of time. There were many years leading up to this particular time um, that put me in this position. Like I was under a lot of stress for a lot of years, but I think the combination of writing a book, 
um, doing the FDN training, running carrots and cake, and then in adding high intensity training on top of that. Like I was doing Orange Theory workouts, you know, three, four, five times a week. It just, it just put me over the edge. It's like really where I crashed. And again, it's not, I don't, I can never say it's like one thing. And you guys have heard me talk about Orange Theory. It's like my most popular video on YouTube, on my pop, most popular blog posts. Um, and I don't hate those workouts. I just hate them for women who are pushing themselves so hard and not realizing that this high intensity stuff is putting them over the edge and really putting a lot of stress on their body and wrecking their sleep, their blood sugar, their hormones, their metabolism, um, because those workouts are a lot of fun. And I was that person. I I ignored the symptoms for so long and I thought this is what I should do I should work out I should be healthy and you know once I got on the treadmill or the rower or I was lifting weights or whatever it was in class I felt better no kidding because your cortisol and your adrenaline raise so it's the exact same thing but I just I ignored all the symptoms because after all of those workouts I crashed I feel very I felt very tired I wanted to sit on the couch like I could honestly have napped after those workouts that's how tired I was I was waking up in the middle of the night with low blood sugar I was constantly craving sugar and carbohydrates like I just felt like a sugar monster around that time and I just didn't put all the pieces together like I was like yes I know I'm stressed I had so much on my plate at that point I was waking up early to work I was waking working late I was working on the weekends like I just had too much on my plate so like I was very aware that I was stressed out but I didn't connect all the pieces as far as like how much this was stressing out my body. So anyways, let me get into the things that helped me because I am rambling on. And if you've heard the story before, you're like, yes, I've heard all these details before. Um, so the things that really helped me, number one, I have five things here. Number one, I sat on the couch more and I joke about this all the time, but I am that type A person. I was always doing laundry, doing dishes, cleaning things, organizing things, grocery shopping. I did one million, I literally did everything, like walk the dog, take care of the kid, like was doing everything around the house. And when I got so sick with my UC stuff, my burnout stuff, like I literally just sat on the couch. And I remember talking to my therapist about this and I told her, I was like, I don't think I can sit on the couch for five minutes. <laughs> and like, it was hard for me to just sit there and not do anything. And over time it got easier and easier. And I know it probably sounds insane. Like you couldn't sit on the couch, like what is wrong with you? But like, that's how amped up my body was and how used to doing all the things that I was that like, it was physically uncomfortable to sit still for five minutes. And I don't know if, I don't think I'm necessarily alone. I've definitely had some conversations with friends and clients about this and it's, it's different and it's uncomfortable and it's like not what you're used to. So it can be really, really hard to just relax and do less. Um, but I make it a point now to sit on the couch for like at least 30 minutes a day and like either watch TV or read a book or scroll on my phone and like literally just sit there. You know what I mean? And like rest <laughs> because I am that lunatic that like runs around all day long doing 8 million things. Um, and honestly, when I got that sick, I was talking to a client about this this morning. Um, I worried a little bit like, oh, the dishes aren't going to get done. Like who's going to make dinner? Like uh, there's so much laundry that needs to be done. Like all these little things around the house. And you know what? My husband stepped up and he did it. Um, and I think if you're in this situation with a partner or something, just have that conversation, let them know that you need help. Um, and if they're a good partner, they're going to help you out. And you know, years later, like Mal's on top of this stuff and it's amazing. Like I really do feel like I'm not 
doing everything all the time now. Like we really are, you know, partners and share a lot of the responsibilities around the house. And I think, you know, back then I just felt like I, I needed to do it all. You know what I mean? Of course I would do it all. Um, and honestly, like it was too much. It was just another thing on my plate. So this is me just encouraging you to speak to your partner or get help, hire help, you know, ask for help, whatever you need to do, because yeah, you can't do it all, all the time. Um, number two was go the F to sleep. <laughs> And that's what I say in my head. Um, so at the end of the night where I'm like doing random stuff or I'm scrolling on my phone or watching Netflix, I literally say in my head, go the F to sleep. Because I know if I sleep, everything is going to be better the next day. And I joke with my clients about this all the time. Like if you don't sleep, everything sucks. Like you're in a bad mood, you have no patience, your blood sugar is a disaster, you're craving sugar and junk all day long, you don't have energy to work out, um, you know, all, all the symptoms. Like I, I really believe that like if I have a bad night of sleep or I take like a red eye home or something like that like everything sucks I just don't feel my best so now just go the F to sleep so I really prioritize it um, I have done a lot of things I have you know got I purchased a weighted blanket <laughs> Like we have the blackout shades in our room and I take time to wind down my body at the end of the night so um, I always talk about this with clients but you know as a parent, you know, putting my son to bed, it's like a whole routine. You know what I mean? You have to like, he takes a shower and he puts on his pajamas and then he reads to me and then I read to him and then we snuggle and then we shut off the lights. But it's like a whole thing to get him to wind down and go to bed. And as adults, you know, we run around like lunatics all day long and then we're like, okay, body, time to go to sleep. And sometimes it's really hard to just like wind down your body and relax. So I'm really big on that like kind of like bedtime routine. And for me, I'll, a lot of times it's like I take a shower, I like put my pajamas on, I do all my face products and everything. Um, and then I'll read in bed or I'll listen to a podcast and then I'll go to sleep. But I think that wind down routine is really, really important because even though you like fall asleep right away, it doesn't necessarily mean that your brain and your subconscious is as calm as it could be. And that could be a reason maybe why you're waking up or why you're having those like mental to-do lists running through your head. Um, okay, comment. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Yes, 100%. Um, somebody just wrote that. Her, I think it was her husband gave her a notebook. Sorry, it just scrolled up, but it says you can do anything but not everything and I think that is like a really really good point here like I was saying like you can't do it all all the time um, and especially as like moms I just feel like there's so much put on us and we're like the default parent a lot of times and like we're expected to do like the permission slips and buy the gifts for the teachers and um, like just all those like little things they just add up and it's another thing that you have to do on top of your full-time job on top of taking care of yourself I mean this is a soapbox for a different day my therapist and I talk about this all the time I'm just like, what is expected of women? It's like, it's crazy time. It's crazy time. Anyways, back to this. Sorry, guys. Um, so number three on my list as far as like what really helped me was getting into the pro-metabolic eating. So like Kate Deering, Ray Pete, um, the Root Cause Protocol, and then all the mineral balancing stuff. I think that really made a big difference because... I came from diet culture 100%. I was the person eating the Quest bars and the Fiber One bars and the 
low calorie noodles and you know, all the like low calorie junky food. Like I was that person. I was very, very into like the low calorie stuff, eating as little as possible and just, you know, counting calories, like all that. Um, so this I think was the opposite where I was really trying to nourish my body and I was not paying attention to calories or fat or anything like that. It really was what is the most nourishing thing that I can eat in this moment? Because I do think my body was really, really depleted. And knowing what I know about stress, when you're stressed out, the first things that you lose are, are minerals, are electrolytes, so sodium, potassium, magnesium, like your body is losing these things. So like if you're feeling really burnt out and exhausted, your body is probably deficient in these things and your body is really depleted. Um, and the example that I give my clients is that, you know, if you ran a marathon or a half marathon or did a trial, Triathlon, and at the end you were just totally exhausted, collapsed on the ground, like somebody is gonna come over to you, a nurse, a medic, whoever, and they're gonna give you electrolytes. And I mean like, I remember running marathons, like doing marathon training and stuff, and my skin would literally get salty um, from losing all of that sodium. So it makes perfect sense, like if you are mentally, emotionally, physically stressed out that your body is going to lose these minerals and electrolytes. And it's just so important to replenish them. So like, you know, running the HTMAs, the hair test mineral analysis was really important for me. Prioritizing high potassium foods, getting a lot of sodium, magnesium foods, like just changing my diet and eating foods that like nourish me instead of just paying attention to the calorie count. Um, like I can't even tell you how much red meat, eggs, <laughs> like butter that I ate. I mean, just, I mean, I still do. I mean, I eat very, very differently nowadays than when I, you know, did in the past as far as like avoiding fruit and <laughs> like the crazy, all the diet things that I did in the past. But I think just really like nourishing our bodies is really important. So again, if you're interested in this, check out Kate Deering, um, Real Food Gangstas on Instagram. They're great. Um, they went through the RCP program as well. Ray Pete, um, Morley Robbins, like that family is really amazing. And then of course, follow here for mineral information because I love minerals. Um, <clears throat> number four on my list is I stopped all high intensity training and that was really hard. <laughs> it was really, really hard because I like those workouts. Um, they're a lot of fun, um, but it was too much. It was too much on my body. And honestly, it took me a really long time to actually stop them. And what helped was tracking my HRV and that's a different video for a different day, but it's heart rate variability. And basically it get, it tells you like how your body is responding to stress and it could be, you know, physical stress, you know, as far as exercise goes. But that was really helpful for me because it was an actual metric that said your body did not recover from this workout. <laughs> Although there were weeks and weeks and weeks that I would like look at my HRV and be like, oh, that's really low and then go to Orange Theory anyways. <laughs> So like, it took me a while to really get the hang of it um, because sometimes like I felt a little bit tired, but like I said, when I went to the class and I started running and doing things, I felt a lot better. And then it was always after the workout or at night or later in the day that I felt like trash. Um, but HRV was really, really important as far as just like giving me that data to be like, you need to stop working out so hard. Um, and then I just pretty much did strength training and walking. And I honestly could say there were some strength training workouts that I wish I hadn't done in the sense that maybe they were a little bit too long, a little bit too heavy. And if you're in this world, I would honestly limit it to like 30 minutes or less of strength training, maybe like two times a week, maybe three times a week. I mean, it really depends how quickly you wanna get better. I mean, I honestly think 
I could have probably recovered quicker if I laid off all of the exercise. Cause I was still exercising when I knew I was pretty burnt out, but I just didn't want to give it up. You know, I was like, I want to feel like a normal person. I want to feel healthy. I want to do this. And honestly, there were some days that I felt okay. And then other days that I felt really bad, but forced myself to work out anyways. Um, and honestly, it probably took like two and a half, three years to like fully recover. I would say now, I'm pretty recovered. Like I can go for a run and I feel okay. I can do a CrossFit workout and I feel okay. And I do still track my HRV and you know, during a workout or after a workout, HRV will drop off a little bit, but that's fine. But then it will come back and be normal within like a couple hours. And when I was doing Orange Theory and crushing my body, I would do the workout, my HRV would drop and then just stay low. <laughs> <laughs> or it wouldn't come back up for like a while, like till the next day. And then I would work out again and it would crash again. So that was like a really big piece. But I think like the kinder and more gentle you can be to your body, um, the better off you are as far as like recovering and healing. But that strength training is really important as far as like building and maintaining muscle, um, glucose utilization, blood sugar, like all that. So I think it's important. So still trying to get in some strength training. I just wouldn't go super heavy, super fast. You know, I would just do the basic, you know, deadlift, squat, pushing, pulling, maybe some abs, like keep it simple. Um, anyways, <laughs> can go on and on about the fitness stuff, but really just laying off the high intensity stuff and having extra rest days. I mean, some weeks I would work out like twice a week um, and just walk the rest of the week. Um, I just, I took it down a ton as far as my workouts go. I was probably working out five days a week. Uh, I don't think I was working out six days a week at that point, maybe five days a week. Um, but yeah, I took it down to like twice a week um, and then really cutting back on the high intensity. I was doing no cardio for basically the last two and a half, three years. I like just started doing cardio again because it was like too, too much for my body. Um, and if I did any workouts, they were short. So like I was saying like 30 minutes or less. I think when I was going through this, it was kind of during COVID and I, I did do some like longer workouts in the basement, but I honestly shouldn't have because they didn't, I was exhausted after them. I didn't feel great and I was super sore and I didn't recover. So looking back, I was like, yeah, I really should have, should have cut it down to something shorter. Okay. And then finally, number five, I lowered my expectations on everything. Um, so I'm kind of type A, I have high standards for myself. I expect a lot out of myself. I'm really hard on myself as far as what I want out of life, what I do, all the things. Um, so yeah, I just really started expecting less. So a little bit more sitting on the couch. Like I think all of these kind of go together, working out less, you know, um, not hitting my steps every single day. Like I was definitely the like, gotta hit 10,000 steps every single day. Just stop doing that. Um, stop tracking my food. I just started to eat, you know, just to nourish my body. I really wasn't paying attention to macros or calories or anything. Um, just ate when I was hungry, ate whatever I wanted really. Like I had treats and fun stuff too. But yeah, just all, just across the board. Just, it's good enough, you did enough today, you don't have to do anymore, you don't have to be perfect. Um, so definitely like a lot of mindset stuff. So thank God for therapy and journaling and all that. Um, but anyways, guys, I hope you found this helpful. I wanted to do this quick cliff notes. Um, I do have a longer episode on the podcast that you can check out as far as like low cortisol and overtraining and everything. Um, but wanted to give you something a little short and sweet here because I know there's a lot of you out there that are struggling with this because I get questions all the time. And I do look at a lot of Dutch tests where we see the cortisol just flatlined. Um, so I know this is an issue with people and yeah, I really do think it's about sitting on the couch, doing less, <laughs> 
going the F to sleep, nourishing your body, um, and just cutting down on those workouts, at least the high intensity stuff. I think movement in general is great, um, but just not crushing your soul. And I did a lot of crushing your soul workouts <laughs> during that time that I think just dug me deeper into the hole. All right, guys, I hope you have a lovely day. Talk to you soon.